Welcome to the Educational Passages podcast. This is the Mini Boat Traffic Report. Educational Passages is a nonprofit organization that seeks to connect people around the world to the ocean and each other through unique global experiences. I'm your host, Cassie Stymus. This is the third Mini Boat Traffic Report. It's been a little over a month since the last, so we have lots of exciting things happening out there to share. Since our last traffic report on April 15th, there have been five landings and recoveries and four launches. That leaves 12 active boats at sea on the at-sea map. Following up on the last traffic report where we ended, the teal turtle was indeed recovered from the rocks in Newfoundland on April 14th. Thanks to Captain Ingram of the Canadian Coast Guard and his family for recovering that one. Its sister ship, the HK Pride, has been at King Academy in Harbor Breton undergoing repairs. The students there in a fabrication class did a fine job getting it ready back for sea and even did a float test recently off the docks. I actually got to see Teal Turtle in person at an event in Conception Bay South just last week. I was up there attending a luncheon with the Irish ambassador to Canada who came to hear about another miniboat project, the Raven Caster. Two students from 2018 who led that project gave a really great presentation to the ambassador and his attendees as they're hoping to visit Ireland next year to see their boat get relaunched. The other cliffhanger we left on the last traffic report were the two miniboats launched off the coast of Florida, Hope and Special which were the two latest MIDI boats from the USS Constitution Museum in Boston. After only a few days at sea, both boats took the strong winds and headed for the coast of Florida. The special was recovered at sea by a fisherman before it could land, and Hope was pulled from the surf by Doreen, who said she lost her shoes in the rescue. She's been keeping it safe while arrangements are made with a Flagler College professor to relaunch the boats together again, hopefully next week. On April 23rd, the 10th miniboat from Morristown Beard School in New Jersey was launched. Because the students have been studying all about ocean currents, they named this one the Crimson Current. But it was not launched off the U.S. coast into the Gulf Stream like the other nine were. This time, to mark the special anniversary, the students reached out to the Independent Container Line, who launched the HVS Cruiser back in November, which, by the way, is still out there sailing. The crew of the MV Independent Horizon took the miniboat aboard in Chester, Pennsylvania, and it traveled aboard as it made its routine stops in Antwerp, Belgium, and Southampton, UK. They skipped their stop in Cork, Ireland, but on the transit back to the US, they launched the Crimson Current into the North Atlantic Drift, which they, and the students, hoped would send the miniboat to make its stop in Ireland after all. After 32 days at sea, it's now about 300 nautical miles off Ireland, so the wind in the next few days will be key in predicting where it will eventually end up. Another thing the students wanted was to have the boat land while they were still in school, so we've only got a couple more weeks for the chances of that to happen. Also on April 23rd, but over in the Pacific Ocean, miniboat Second Wind stopped reporting its location as it was sailing south to Kiribati. We're not sure what happened because it was reporting once a day quite steadily and hasn't sent a message since. Its sister ship, Destiny, is still sailing, but didn't get as far west as Second Wind. Up in Alaska, students from Chapman School and the Center for Alaskan Studies have been preparing their miniboat, APAC, which stands for Anchor Point Alaska. 
This is a project funded by the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management and is exploring how miniboats and open CTDs can get students involved in advancing ocean technology in coastal communities of Alaska. With their equipment in hand, the students went out into Kachemak Bay and launched their miniboat. They also dropped the open CTD that they had built, took a plankton sample, and had a great day out on the water. The miniboat's first journey was only about an hour, but a lot of data were collected with the onboard sensor pack. It was recovered and launched again in the bay for a second voyage of four hours. Head over to the website to see an amazing picture that came from the deck of APAC on its first journey in Kachemak Bay. Speaking of incredible pictures, on May 13th, Rhode Island's Burrowville High School's second miniboat was launched off the RV Endeavor from the University of Rhode Island. These launch pictures are awesome because the miniboat, which is named the Rowrida, was launched right near a sail drone. If you're curious about what a sail drone is and why this is so exciting, you should definitely check out our latest full episode of our podcast, which is all about the science behind the miniboats. In it, we talk with researchers who are using data from the sail drones, miniboats, and other uncrewed surface vehicles to study the ocean. A week later, though, the Roe Rider found its way to Vineyard Sound, where Mr. Roe himself, Mr. Roe being the teacher, ventured into the cold water to recover the boat, which had landed on a remote rocky beach. How cold was it? Well, the sensor data was telling us that while the air was warm, between 70 and 80 degrees Fahrenheit, the water temp was 55. Their proof is right there in the sensor data. We continue to keep an eye on the Square Mile, which is the miniboat from Central Falls, Rhode Island. It's been at sea for 236 days now, but the main GPS stopped reporting back in February. We've been getting a lot of great information and location reports from the sensor pack, but the boat seems to be stuck in between Flores and Fayel in the Azores, and the battery has not charged up in weeks. We saw that the autonomous Mayflower was leaving Horta and Fayel just last week, so we dropped them a message to see if they could intercept the square mile and take a picture to see what was going on, but the square mile was 32 nautical miles in the wrong direction. While it was fun to connect with them to see if they could maybe connect to another miniboat like the HFS Cruiser, which is on its path to the U.S., we're still concerned about the square mile. So earlier today, we sent an email to some of our miniboat friends in the Azores and Lisbon to see if they could help make some contacts. While we know the boat will still be out there sailing, we really want to collect the data as it does. So our goal is to recover it and hope that that can happen. The all hands on deck, which we mentioned was approaching Flourish in the last traffic report, ended up circling around and north again. It's now northeast of the Azores and back in the drift, heading east. It's actually starting to catch up to Blue Heron, which is a miniboat from Maine, all hands being from New Hampshire, which is right next door. Blue Heron has been at sea for 457 days, but was launched off the coast of North Carolina. And All Hands has been at sea for 122 days and was launched off Massachusetts. They're now about 260 nautical miles apart, or should I say close together. What are the chances of them meeting up across the Atlantic like that? That's it for this week's miniboat traffic report. Head on over to the Educational Passages website, educationalpassages.org/at-sea, to 
to explore the tracks and stories yourself. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the Educational Passages podcast. Educational Passages is a nonprofit organization. Please consider making a donation to help us continue our work, bringing people together to learn more about the ocean. To donate, visit educationalpassages.org support. If you're enjoying this program, please consider subscribing to the podcast in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or from wherever you download your podcasts. Thanks for listening.